good news then that we can gather to, to truly celebrate. You know, part of, of celebrating, of really celebrating, is that um, we know what Bev just shared with us. You know, that in Christ we're forgiven. And that, that burden is released. Our hands are free. Our, our feet are free. Our soul is free in Him. You know, to, to celebrate Him together. And it's that, that together part that can be one of the, the, the greater challenges that, that we come together to, to celebrate Him. I, I remember, uh, um, it was 10 years ago now, just uh, 10 years and a few weeks, that uh, we, my family and I, we were living in Mobile, Alabama on the Gulf Coast, and uh, Hurricane Katrina came through. You know, and, and it's, it's, it takes sometimes those kind of disasters, right, that all of a sudden unify people. Yeah, because I, I can remember being a, a pastor in a church in a downtown area of, of Mobile. It was sort of the only area to, um, in the Gulf Coast that was sort of fully operational. Uh, so folks were always, you know, coming to the church and other churches. I mean, I had a good friend who was a nominal Muslim, and he was ready uh, to get on board and giving money to the church uh, to go take care of some of the, the needs around. And other folks that were atheists, they were on board. You know, people were renting trucks and telling folks, Let's, we're going to collect water and we're taking them down to Mississippi coast and um, down to, to New Orleans. It was amazing uh, for about a month or so. You know, the, the, the unity of people on board to address the, the tragic results you know, of that storm. But it illustrates God's purpose for the church. And not just for a month or so, not just in disaster, but to illustrates God's purpose for the church is to be that kind of people who set aside their differences in order to be unified in Jesus and for Jesus. People of all types, as we'll see in our passage, people of all types who gather together in the peace and the joy and the hope of heaven in order to address whatever disasters are going on in our broken lives in our broken world to join together in celebration of the glory of God in in every circumstance that's what we'll see as we look at Romans chapter 15, starting with verse 1. It's on 924 of your pew Bible. And we'll see how he brings this out. This purpose of the church that God has ordained really throughout the scriptures even. That culminates in Jesus and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. Gracious God... Make our celebration real. I mean, we uh, want to, to be a people who are united in you, who celebrate you together, not just now, but in all that we do. So teach us. Teach us about that through, through your word. Uh, help us to, to understand what you're doing. Help us to receive from you, to be empowered by your Holy Spirit. 
Open our ears, open our hearts to hear and receive from you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right, Romans chapter 15, starting with verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord. We who are strong ought to put up with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us must please our neighbor for the good purpose of building up the neighbor. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, so that by steadfastness, And by the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, in accordance with Christ Jesus, so that together you may, with one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of the truth of God in order that he might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore, I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And again, he says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse shall come, the one who rises to rule the Gentiles. In him, the Gentiles shall hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This this passage really sort of captures and summarizes what we've been talking about the last uh, three Sundays. So so if you you haven't been here the last two Sundays, or you were asleep the last two Sundays, or uh, whatever, here you go. Grace. You get to catch up in one passage. Because the the first thing was really the theme of our first Sunday. a sermon in this series of, of praying together. That, that what we want to pray about, we, we need to be praying for that unity, uh, that we would be unified in Jesus, no, no matter what. No matter our differences, that, that we would be unified. And that doesn't happen because we try hard to do it, but that happens because God gifts us and leads us to live into the unity that we already have in Jesus. And we're already unified in, in Jesus. You know, we're clothed in His righteousness, so we are one in Him in, in the church. And it's His gift that we would live that out. We have to cooperate with the work of His Spirit, but it's His gift. And so, first and foremost, we've got to be praying for that unity. And, and you, you see that lived out here. Paul explains that a little more, even in his day. If you look in verse 1... Here and then also in verse uh, eight and nine. But look at in verse one. You know, we who are strong ought to put up with the failings of the weak. 
So there's two groups right there that Jesus brings together. The strong and the weak. Really, you could say the mature and the immature in Christ. He brings them together. Those that are mature in Christ, who are seasoned in Christ, and and, and those who aren't seasoned in Christ. Uh, And then the other other two groups that he mentions here in verse 8 and 9, For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised. Circumcised means Jewish. You know, those are the the Jewish believers, the people of, of Israel who are circumcised. On behalf of the truth of God, in order that he might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles, Gentiles mean people of the nations, wherever you see nations um, in the the readings uh, below, or nations and Gentiles mean the same thing. It's basically everybody that's not circumcised. So there's the Jews, those that are circumcised, and the Gentiles, those that aren't. And Jesus brings those groups together. For the glory of God. So the strong, the weak, and the Jewish and the Gentiles are the groups that Jesus brings together. And the, the key issues in those days, in the days of Paul, were there were special diets and special days that the Jews, the circumcised folks, had been living by. And we're familiar with, or a number of you may be familiar with those, you know, diets. You know, if you have Jewish friends today, they still keep those special diets. Uh, if they're Orthodox Jews especially, uh, they, they don't eat pork you know, and shellfish and other things and have to keep a kosher kitchen. Well, that was the case for Paul as he was growing up and the circumcised. They had to keep those special diets and special days, special feasts. You know, Yom Kippur, Passover, those kind of things, as well as the Sabbath, the weekly Sabbath, that on Saturday you set that aside and you did no work and you worshipped Yahweh. And those were the special Days and special diets that you had to keep that now Jesus has overcome those. Those are no longer necessary. Paul, has, the majority of the New Testament is trying to tell uh, the people of Israel that the Messiah has come and no longer do you have to keep those special diets and special days. And so he's saying Jesus is now a special Savior. And now you're united in Him. You can keep the days and the diets. That's great. Go right ahead if you want. But they're no longer necessary. It's now Jesus who is the one who brings you together. Yeah, so I thought about that in our, in our context, you know, in modern day. You know, let's go forward uh, um, uh, 2,000 years or so. And uh, today, you know, what are those things, those special things that we can unify around? You know, it may not be diets and days, but politics. It's a good time to bring that up. You know, we're just, just about, you're in the middle of it, and it's a good thing to realize that, that politics is not what unifies us. <laughs> Obvious, huh? The politics isn't. Neither are musical preferences. They, they don't. They're not the things that unify us. Neither are generational issues, whether you have a smartphone or not, or you want a smartphone or not, whether you're a a Luddite or the, the next Steve Jobs. Those things aren't what unify us. Our favorite traditions and habits. Those are now all these things are good. Diets and days, they're good. All these other things are are good. But they are not what unify us. 
You know, our own backgrounds, our, our countries of origin, uh, the, the color of our skin, our history and traditions, whether you shake somebody's hand or you hug them when you see them, whether you look at their feet or you look at, your, look at their eyes, those are not the things that unify us. Those do not unify us. Even though we may know that noise more than we know the song we just sang. And I will propose to you, and this may be where you hang out for the rest of the, the morning. I'm going to move on. But I will propose to you that if those things unify us, whether we know it or not, we're living in sin. Because we're putting Jesus, or we're putting those things as equal to Jesus. If those things unify us, then we're living in sin and we need to address it. Because Jesus is greater than all. And that's what we celebrate. And our unity will never be the unity that God has designed for us to have if those things unify us. That that means if you connect with people because of political commitments more than you do Jesus, you need to ask yourself, how important is Jesus to you and are you living in sin? If you unify with others because of musical preferences instead of in Jesus, then you need to ask yourself, that's just not a personal preference, but are you living in sin? And on and on the, the list goes. So Paul is saying, this unity that we have in Jesus is something we've got to be praying for God to do that in us. And the way that that happens, what then we have to to step into is praying not just that we'll be unified, but then, as Dennis preached last Sunday, that we have to be praying for Jesus to be alive in us so that we will serve, we will be humble, we will care for others more than we care for ourselves, just like Jesus did. That, That that's what it takes. It takes God doing a work in you and in me and in us so that we live like Jesus so that then we can live into that kind of heavenly, powerful unity. But it's God's work. So we pray for that unity and we pray for God to be at work in us like Jesus. So that we are serving like Jesus. So, so, so that He is freeing us. He, he's, he's taking those rocks off of our back so that we give ourselves to others whether Jew or Gentile whether strong or weak whether first service or second service whether native Cincinnatian or just moved here from across the world whether black or white or rich or poor he, he takes those things and he, he crushes them but it takes Him at work in, in us so that we will put aside our pleasures in order to build up the body of Christ. Our purpose is the maturity of the church. I mean, that's clearly what Paul then brings to us in verse 2 and 3 and 7. All right, so verse 2 and 3. 
Each of us must please our neighbor for the good purpose of building up the neighbor. See, it's not just you just do what your neighbor wants. Because, you know, as I've told you many a times, you know, growing up, I wanted Snickers and Dr. Pepper. It wasn't good to give me that. And in my childlike self today, there are things that I want that God says, that's not good for you. Or that my wife says, that's not good for you. <laughs> Somehow it's easier to hear it from God. <laughs> yeah, That was the word of confession too. For Christ, verse 3, for Christ did not please himself. See, that he's the one that we're living into. See, it's for the building up. You see, when, for those of you that consider yourself mature, see, there's no way you can't run and hide here. For those of you that consider yourself mature in Christ, well, here you go. Jesus is saying, well, now you've got to let go of your preferences more and more so that you can build up the other. And in so doing, you'll build up yourself. You'll grow in maturity. And so will they. But that's your purpose. You, in, in verse uh, 6, or no, verse 7. It says, similarly, welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. How did Jesus welcome you? How did he welcome you? When you first met Jesus, how did he welcome you? How does he welcome you today? Yeah, with open arms, for sure. He welcomes me as a murderer. Because he told me, if I harbor hatred in my heart for another, that I'm a murderer. He welcomes me as an adulterer, because he told me, if I have lust for another, then I'm an adulterer. He welcomes me as a broken sinner with open arms. That's how Jesus welcomes me. It is amen. That is good news. That's how Jesus welcomed you too. That is good news. And man, we'd like to stay there, wouldn't we? And you can. Stay right there. But know that uh, that also means that you welcome others as murderers and adulterers and filthy liars. And that that is for the glory of God. That's, see, that's the kind of unity that Jesus is bringing. And just a, a word of apology. If there are folks here maybe happened in this morning because uh, you got lost or the Spirit brought you here or you ran out of bus fare at this stop, you know, whatever it is, and if you didn't feel welcomed, then I confess that sin on our behalf. We, we didn't, we're not following Jesus. We're not letting His Spirit flow through us. Man, we want to. I really believe that we, we want to. But if that was your experience, please don't just leave if you haven't already. <laughs> but tell me, I'd love, oh, I wouldn't love. I want to, and I'll hate to hear it, but I want to hear it because we want to grow. 
We, we, do, we do, and I fully believe that we want to be people of the Word and of Jesus. And He tells us that we welcome one another. The, the weak welcome the strong, the Jew, the Gentile, the Gentile, the Jew, the weak to, to the strong, the strong to the weak. And the old and, and the young and the rich and, and the poor and the Republican and the Democrat. We want to welcome you like Jesus because we know that's what brings God glory. And when we pray that, when we pray regularly, Jesus, we want to serve like you. We're not just going through the words. We really do want to be that kind of people. So, if that's your experience, we do want to know that for so that we might continue to submit to the ways of Jesus and the power of His Spirit and live into the glory of, the, of God. Because we, we want to set aside those secondary elements. All those other things. They're so human in how we judge others, how we prejudge others. Which we all do so, so quickly. Because we look at the appearance. The reason Jesus welcomes us is because He sees us in the heart. And He sees the image of God in us. And, and we want to put all those kinds of things aside because we want to be about constructing that building. Not a building that's around us like this beautiful building, but a building that is a living building. A building of people who are maturing in Christ. So that our, indeed, we want to do that so that our celebration is real. You know, that, that we're growing in love and trust and submission to the Holy Spirit. That we're growing in generosity. And did you ever think that part of the reason, for those of you that are mature, for those that are believers, part of the reason that God brings folks to us who are in the world, who are not mature, who are not believers, is so that those who are mature can grow more and more like Jesus as we welcome those who act totally different than the way we think is right and appropriate. And, and that He has given those as gifts to us so that we might connect with them and help them grow in the wonderful mercy of God and so that they would know that Jesus loves them and welcomes this no matter if they truly are murderers by His definition or the world's. Do you ever think that it just might be as the strong and mature that the reason Jesus brings the weak into us is for our salvation and not just theirs? That God might be glorified as we grow in Jesus. That it might just be the next person you see that turns your stomach. That just might be a work of the Holy Spirit saying, Here you go, strong one. Here's the weak one to welcome like I welcomed you. You know, you know that. You've all experienced that. We all do. We're human. We walk down the street or if we're sitting in the atrium or even sitting in here and somebody does something that distracts us or ticks us off because they don't know how to act here. They're weak, immature. And now Jesus is saying, now how are you going to welcome them like I welcomed you? How are you going to help pour into them for the maturity of the body? Oh, that's what glorifies God. Well, that, that just isn't going to happen because I want to do it or you want to do it, right? 
<laughs> you know, if you remember those experiences, you're like, no, I don't want to welcome them. I, I'm not interested in, in getting to know their name. I want them to act right. I want them to stop asking me for money. I want them to go get a job. And I think God does too. He wants all to flourish in Him. But the weak, they don't know Him. The immature don't know Him. And He's given us that wonderful grace and opportunity to connect with Him as the strong, as the mature. To welcome like Jesus welcomed us. So that God is glorified by us demonstrating the way of God. So that even more will join in truly celebrating Him. So we want our celebration to be real. Different people of all types, of all kinds of backgrounds, coming to celebrate Jesus together. That is the call of the church. That is the challenge of the church. It's what God's been doing since the beginning. Calling people together in order to glorify His name. And as we see, as we look ahead here, uh, this is the result of, of probably the greatest theological treatise that has ever met human eyes in Paul's letter to the Romans. As Paul summarizes his work here and says, this is the, the very point of the Scriptures, is to lead to a people who live like Jesus, who welcome like Jesus, who really celebrate me from all different kinds of times, from strong and weak and Jew and Gentile. Four, five, and six here. Let's, let's walk through that. And you'll see how this then is, is the very point. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, so that by steadfastness and by encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. Now see here, so, so being the, the church, you know, the challenge and the call of the church, it requires steadfastness, it requires encouragement, it requires hope. This doesn't just come with a, a little bit of money and a little bit of effort. This is a lifetime pursuit that really isn't fully realized until we see Jesus face to face. You know, Revelation 7, 9, when people of every nation, tribe, and tongue are gathered at His feet. But until that day, man, that means that's why the Scripture's there. That's why we're here. That's why the Spirit's here. That encouragement that needs to come. That steadfastness. That hope that that's what we're living for. And then Paul breaks into prayer. And this will be our, our prayer uh, today. And for, for the week. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement. So the same God who superintended the, the development of the Scriptures... The very character of God which is caught in the Scriptures. That the steadfastness and encouragement of the Scriptures comes from its author. The steadfastness and encouragement of its author. That God grant you to live in harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus. Well, that's really what I just said. He said it much quicker than, than I did. Because it's in accordance. It says we are living with Jesus, as He is living in us, that then we live in harmony with one another. So that 
together you may with one voice. Now, actually, the word together is one mind. So another way to translate this, so that with one mind and with one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not just with with one voice. It's not just that we come in here and go through the motions and sing or say the same words uh, without knowing one another without having the same mind as one another. And it's not that we have the same mind, we have the same beliefs and, and, and ideas, but we don't enact it. That we don't speak it together. It's that that unity, that kind of harmony, that only God can bring is then demonstrated in grace and the celebration Together, in praise and celebration together. That's why our praise, God, make our celebration real. I mean, every word there is important. It's to the Lord we're praying, and it's our celebration, not just mine. Our celebration. Make it real. It's that that, that praise and prayer together. And it's it's right after this. You see, again, this is all for the glory of God. That then Paul goes off the chain here. Starting with with verse 9. Now, the the second part of verse 9. He goes off the chain and starts quoting the scriptures. That talk about God's people coming together, particularly Gentile and Jew, in praise unto God together. Just, just look at chapter, uh, verse, verse 9. As it is written, it's the middle of verse, as it is written, Therefore I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. As he quotes from David from uh, Psalm 18. And again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, and with his people. As he quotes from Moses in Deuteronomy 32. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise Him in Psalm 117. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse shall come, the one who rises to rule the Gentiles. In Him, the Gentiles, the unbelievers, those outside, the weak, shall So what he's done in just these, this simple quotation of the old, he's now summarized the very purpose of God to call a people to himself. He's quoted from the greatest leaders of the Old Testament, Moses, David, Isaiah. He's quoted from every main section of the Scriptures. He does this, Paul does this on purpose. He's quoted from the law. He's quoted from the writings. He's quoted from the prophets. He said, this is the very purpose of God's creation. That all will gather, Jew and Gentile, and everything in between, and will praise the name of God. Really. We'll celebrate Him together. So we gather as a result of that. I mean, we're just a little grain of sand on this beach 
that is God's purpose for all of creation. That Paul is capturing here and summarizing here at the end of his letter to the Romans. And so we gather here, therefore, and we gather to worship Him. We gather to worship, not to get what we want. We, we gather unified in God's purposes, not our preferences. We gather in order to grow in faith, not favorites. We gather here in unity to one Lord, not what we like. It's faith, not favorites. It's His purpose, not our preferences. He's the Lord, not what we like. That's why we gather. And that's a gift only from God. That we would gather unified in Him. See, we don't, we don't gather for some lowest common denominator. We're not interested in tolerating one another with fake smiles and polite niceties. We don't want to just get along. We want what God wants. We we want to be a unified spiritual force for the very kingdom of God right here and right now in order for God to be praised, magnified, and glorified here and across the universe. That's why we gather. And that's why we celebrate Him together. You believe that? And when we celebrate together God's grace in Jesus Christ and the power of His Holy Spirit, when we praise Him in one mind and a voice, we're fulfilling the very purpose of God's plan since the beginning of time. We're fulfilling the law, the prophets, the writings, and the very ministry of Jesus. And we are demonstrating that to the world. We're, we're showing forth His very plan and purpose. That's all we got to pray. Because we can't do it on our own. It's, it's not something we can study. It's not something that can be preached into being. It's not something that, that we can make happen. It's what God works in us. In His spiritual force. So this week... So we're praying together. Make that our prayer. May our celebration of you be real. Not just when we gather, but everywhere we go. If you, you, you haven't been uh, around, um, you know, we've got uh, prayer cards that will be out here. And I uh, thought I brought one up here. But it uh, has has uh, this on the front, and it's just a prayer card that you switch with another person to be a prayer partner for the next month. If you haven't done that, yeah, that's okay. Start now. If you have, then keep praying and be praying with each other. And if they weren't here for whatever reason, say, well, this is our prayer this week. We want our celebration to be real. And the card just has your name, has some way to contact you, and then you just connect with that person. You switch cards, and for the next four weeks, you're just praying for that person, praying for our celebration to be real this this week. 
Also on your way out, you can gather these or still just some uh, scriptures during the course of the week and some things to engage about just in your own time with the Lord or with your prayer partner um, as well. But now, as we move into prayer, we, let's just pray verse 5. Let's just pray that that would be real with us uh, um, uh, from uh, Romans 15. Let's, uh, let's put that uh, Romans 15 verse 5, Barry, on the, um, on the screen. And let's, let's say that together. And then invite you to pray that with me. So it's not just voice but mind that we truly would be seeking God, that this would be real in, in us. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, so that together you may with one voice Glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Almighty God, we thank you for your written word that that speaks to us of your truth and your plan, your eternal plan for all of creation. For, For we want to be on board what you are doing. We, we need your guidance. Forgive us, Lord, when we put other things more important than you. Forgive us when we put our own preferences above the preferences of others in you. Forgive us because we haven't matured in you. Forgive us when we act more like the weak than the strong. Forgive us when we just get stuck in our, in our own lives and we're not really growing in you. We find ourselves happy and we just stay that way. Forgive us, Lord. When that gets in the way of following after you. Forgive us, Lord, if indeed we have gathered together in some other name than yours. And by your grace, Lord, would you show us, would you show us ways that we are truncating your plan and purpose. Show us the the, the way, Lord, that, that we are somehow diminishing your glory. And maybe it's just because we're ignorant. We're blind to it. It's just the water we swim in, Lord. And so by your grace, reveal that to us. We ask that it be gentle. We ask that it, that it be so that we might uh, celebrate your grace all the more and might mature in you and might live out the, the, the welcoming love of Jesus. Oh, and Lord, we praise you for Jesus who did not leave us, who has not forsaken us, who has welcomed us over and over again uh, in, in the midst of our sin and brokenness. Over and over again, we praise you for him. Oh, do your work in us, Lord. 
So that indeed we might be more and more like Jesus. That we might set aside our preferences for your purpose. We might set aside that we wouldn't pursue our likes but pursue your lordship. That we might indeed welcome others like you welcome us. Oh, what a radical, radical way to live. So, Lord, do your work. Make us one. We've said here, give us that harmony that comes from you. Only in the power of your spirit. For your glory, Lord. Let your hope, your peace, your joy reign supreme in us. For your glory. And we continue to, to lift up one another in need. We take this time and, and we bring one another unto you. So that all might mature in you, might experience you, might celebrate you for real in their lives. We lift up our brothers and sisters around the world. Particularly those in places that are persecuted for you. We continue to lift up Millions who have, in Syria, who are now looking for a place to live. And we we pray particularly for those who seek to follow after you. And we pray for us and we pray for the church around the world that we would welcome like Jesus welcomed. And we pray that as that is done and shown in, in big ways and, and in little ways, that you are glorified and that even more turn to you, repent and turn to you, want to be welcomed by you and follow after you. Use such evil, Lord, to continue to glorify your name by leading more and more together in Jesus. And we pray for one another, Lord. Continue to lift up Nancy Himmer who's recovering from back surgery. And that, that you would take even illness and make that to, to glorify you. Let, let Nancy know your joy and peace, your hope. Let her celebration of you be unhindered, even in the circumstance of physical illness. For Sue Briner, his heart surgery this, this Tuesday. We continue to lift up Carol and Bob Schubert and Bill and Connie Phipps. We give you praise, Lord, to see Lee Alexander with us and, and that his celebration continues in you. For others, Lord, that are on our hearts and minds, we, we join them uh, before you for your healing, for your, your power, your joy, your hope. your celebration to be real no matter the circumstances we give ourselves to you and we join now in in one voice seeking to be your people uh, for your glory dear God make us into your community for your glory connect us in Jesus no matter our differences Lead us to serve the world like Jesus, no matter the cost. Help us to celebrate you, no matter the circumstances. We need you, Holy Spirit, to empower us for greater works than Jesus. Amen.